Hello and welcome to Global Value. Today we're going to be taking a look at J&J Snack Foods Corporation and going to be doing a stock analysis. J&J Snack Foods trades under ticker symbol JJSF. So starting with a quick look at their stock chart, J&J Snack Foods is trading at $152, which is down 3% year over year. Um, if we take a look at their 52-week high and low, they're right in the middle of that. Their high was 181 and their low was 134. J&J Snack Foods has a $2.9 billion market cap. Taking a look at the description of the company, J&J Snack Foods operates in the food products industry. They manufacture, market, and distribute snack foods and beverages to food service and retail supermarket outlets. The company has a number of notable food brands that are typically associated with fun, including Icy, Super Pretzel, Auntie Anne's, Funnel Cake, Luigi's Frozen Ice, Slush Puppy, and Minute Maid Frozen Lemonade. When I think of this company, I think of Six Flags. The company's products are distributed to various consumers, including restaurants, supermarkets, convenience stores, universities, theme parks, and theaters. They operate in three business segments, food services, retail supermarkets, and frozen beverages. The company was founded in 1971 and is headquartered in Pennsauken, New Jersey. So the type of stock analysis that we're going to be doing today is going to be a modified eight pillars analysis, which is similar to like a magic formula type screener. Um, the big thing to keep in mind is that this is just a starting point. This is just looking at the numbers and taking a quick overview, quick glance at the company to try to see if it's worth digging in. Starting off with pillar number one, we're looking for a five-year average PE that's under 22 and a half. So looking at JJSF, the five-year average PE was actually 184. It went all the way up to 2000, uh, you know, after COVID. Um, and currently it's trading at 45, but we can see that it did get down to a low of, uh, of 22. So this is going to be an X starting off. For pillar number two, we're looking at the five-year return on capital. We want this to be above 9%. And so if we take a look at the chart, did a fairly good job before COVID. COVID hit them hard and really dropped their return on capital. Um, that makes sense with a lot of their kind of end clients and customers closing down things like theaters and theme parks. Uh, so it dropped all the way to 2.5. And as of last year, it was 7.5. But actually, the five-year average still comes out to 10.4. So that is going to be a check there for our first check on pillar number two. Pillar number three, we're looking at the five-year revenue growth. All we want to see here is that revenue has grown over the past five years. And if we look at 2017, they did just over $1 billion in revenue. In 2021, they did just over $1.1 billion in revenue. So it did grow slightly, and that's going to be our second check at pillar number three. Pillar number four is looking for five-year net income growth. So in 2017, they did $79 million in net income. In 2021, they finished with $55.5 in net income. So that is going to be an X for pillar number four. Then taking a look at their balance sheet, we're going down to total shares outstanding. Um, over the past years, shares have not changed much, although they have slightly diluted shareholders. Right now, there are 19 million shares outstanding. In 2017, there were 
1.66 million shares outstanding. So that is going to be another X as they are slightly diluting shareholders. Um, but this one, you know, isn't as worrying as some other companies might be. Pillar number six is looking for five-year free cash flow growth. So free cash flow is cash from operations minus capital expenditures. In 2017, J&J &J Snack Foods did $53 million in free cash flow. In 2021, they only did $48 million in free cash flow. So cash flows are similar. However, that one's going to be an X too. So that's an X on pillar number six. So far, we have two check marks and four X's. For pillars number seven and eight, we're going to be looking at a five-year average free cash flow. So if we tally up their free cash flow from each of the previous five years, in 2017, they did 53 million. In 2018, they did 60, 63 million. Uh, 2019, they did 90 million. 2020, they did 34 million, and 2021, it was 48 million for an average of about $58 million a year as their five year average free cash flow. So, this will matter for pillar seven and eight. For pillar number seven, we're looking for their total liabilities to be below five times their average five year free cash flow. So, that five year average free cash flow was 58 million. Currently, they have total liabilities of 277 million. So, five times 58 million is going to be 288. Maybe I did the math right there. Uh, so, that's going to be a check that they have last five years uh, in average free cash flow. Over the next five years, they would have enough free cash flow to pay off all of their total liabilities. So, this is a strong cash flow producing company. Um, and that's a really good sign for their financial strength. So, so far we have three out of seven checks. Let's look at pillar number eight. So pillar number eight, we are looking at the market cap compared to the average free cash flow times 20. So we multiply the average free cash flow over the past five years times 20. And this is just going to give us a starting point uh, compared to free cash flow yield about what we would be willing to potentially pay for the company. And like I said, um, this is just a starting point, as is this entire analysis process, um, just to see if it's worth digging deeper into this company based on a quick glance at the numbers. So for pillar number eight, we have a $2.9 billion market cap. If we multiply the average five-year free cash flow by 20, we get 20 times 58 million. That comes out to just a 1.1 billion market cap. So we are quite a bit off there. So the final verdict for J&J &J Snack Foods is three out of eight pillars. Looking at the ownership of J&J &J Snack Foods, we see that 36% of the shares uh, through a trust and then directly are owned by Gerald B. Schreiber. He is their uh, president and CEO, the founder of J&J &J Snack Foods. So that's awesome to see that he has such a high, high ownership of the company. Looking at insider transactions. So the final verdict is that JJSF hits three of the eight pillars. They struggled with some of the valuation metrics, and then they also struggled with some of the uh, five-year growth metrics. You know, this was a company that was hit hard by COVID at a 
quick glance, it looks expensive at a 45 PE, but depending on how their revenues continue to, uh, you know, come back, if they come back strong or, and, uh, if they're able to normalize things going forward, now that a lot of their, uh, customers are open again, this company could be worth digging into. If I was looking at next steps of what I would want to do, I would go through, I would read the annual letters. I would read, um, read the 10 K's. And then after I was done with that, I would listen to some earnings calls. Um, so it's awesome. That's all provided kind of as a, as one, one file here in ticker. Um, like I said, for me personally, this is going to be, you know, too expensive uh, and kind of too many unknowns. But if you wanted to dig into it, I would highly recommend reading those filings and listening to some of the earnings calls. That's it for today's stock analysis of J&J Snack Foods Corporation, ticker symbol JJSF. If you enjoyed the video, please be sure to like and subscribe and comment down below what company you want me to take a look at next. Thanks for watching.